chapter three of the day's journey this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the day's journey by netta Syret. chapter three here is robert exclaimed cecily under her breath don't worry i'm all right it doesn't matter rose saw with relief that though her face was still colourless it was quite calm and almost before she had realised that a man was crossing the lawn towards them she heard her voice again robert she said it's rose she took me by surprise to-day kingslake put out his hand smiling you have been expected for some time why it's how many years five returned mrs somers laconically only five i thought it was longer he began to ask about the journey the date of her arrival all the conventional questions relating to the circumstances in the midst of which as rose observed he had apparently forgotten a greeting to his wife he turned to her at last well dear i'm rather late he put some letters on the tea-table the posts in i found these in the hall cecily took them up and began to open the envelopes may i rose she murmured absently do sit down mrs somers urged kingslake we need not go in for ten minutes he seated himself also as she complied and while he continued the desultory conversation he had begun with her rose noticed that he glanced every now and then at his wife who was deep in her letters at first sight he was not much altered he was still the good-looking rather picturesque man she remembered but the hint of weakness in his face was more pronounced and the lines about his mouth had grown querulous as she talked rose watched him curiously she was wondering at the reason for the furtive looks he occasionally threw in his wife's direction there was a trace of anxiety in his face for which she could not account cecily's correspondence lasted for some time but at last she raised her head this is quite remarkable she said in a voice which struck rose as rather clearer even than her usual clear tones i've just heard from an old schoolfellow a girl i've lost sight of for years mrs somers's eyes flashed with sudden comprehension she says she has met you robert continued cecily in the same tone oh may i smoke mrs somers he drew out his cigarette case who is the lady philippa burton oh yes she was dining at lady wilmot's last night he threw away the match what does she say his wife began to read dear cecily you will wonder who is addressing you in this familiar fashion and even when you look at the signature i wonder whether you will remember your old schoolfellow philippa burton i am writing because after this week i shall be a near neighbour of yours i have broken down a little over my work my doctor has ordered me country air and i find the village to which he is sending me is your village 
sheep-coat is so easy of access to town that i can run up when it is absolutely necessary do as much work as i am allowed and i hope renew my friendship with you i met your husband yesterday at lady wilmot's what a charming man he is and how proud you must be of him spare my blushes interpolated kingslake in a lazy voice cecily concluded may i sign myself as in old days affectionately yours philippa burton she folded the letter deliberately and replaced it in its envelope well you can look after her a little can't you observed kingslake you might see about getting her rooms perhaps wouldn't old mrs green take her or the watford woman but this isn't very amusing for mrs summers i'm afraid he turned to her politely oh on the contrary she answered these bright brave young women who work for their living and at intervals have nervous breakdowns interest me enormously it's a new type to me kingslake's face darkened at her flippant tone ah you happy married women who are shielded from the world are rather slow to understand some of the truths of life he observed a note of indignation struggling through the suavity of his tone is it only the lies we encounter then we happy married women she returned lightly that doesn't speak well for the men who shield us cecily rose come she said it's nearly dinner-time upstairs in the spare room to which she showed her friend rose turned around with sudden vehemence little devil she exclaimed pointing to the letter her cousin still held it's a feminine masterpiece not one untrue statement yet a lie from beginning to end cecily was silent don't she said at last under her breath i've got to get through the evening rose glanced at her and without speaking again let her go when cecily entered her bedroom kingslake opened his dressing-room door miss burton told me she was a schoolfellow of yours he began were you great friends not particularly returned cecily taking her tea-gown from the wardrobe there was silence for a moment she seems a nice sort of girl he continued tentatively she used to be pretty said cecily staring at herself in the glass as she took down her hair is she pretty now yes rather at least yes i suppose she is his voice was studiedly careless mrs summers hasn't altered much he continued looks very young still he pushed the door wider and came into the room as he spoke still fidgeting with his tie we're a contrast in that respect aren't we said cecily slowly i've altered a great deal since we were married haven't i robert she still kept her eyes fixed upon the glass from which as she arranged her hair her own set face confronted her robert was wandering rather aimlessly about the room oh i don't know have you he replied absently then glancing over her shoulder into the mirror you're looking very washy just now he added his wife said nothing and presently he flung himself on the window-seat and began to play with the silver ornaments on the dressing-table oh by the way whom do you think i ran across at waterloo this afternoon he broke out with a suddenness obviously premeditated maine dick maine you know just home from alaska or siberia or wherever it was cecily pinned on the brooch in front of her tea-gown with deliberation central africa she said did you speak to him speak to him of course echoed her husband 
i asked him to come down and stay a bit he added opening and shutting a pin-box while he spoke he's a great fisherman fortunately or else i don't know what amusement we could offer him in this god-forsaken spot he glanced at cecily well he broke out impatiently after a moment you've no objection i suppose what's the matter she began to put on her rings very slowly nothing's the matter she said i was only thinking yes thinking what he urged moving irritably how jealous you used to be of dick Maine. she turned from the glass and her eyes for the first time met her husband's he evaded their glance by springing up oh my dear cecily he began angrily what nonsense i do hate this the deep sound of the gong downstairs cut him short please don't let us discuss it now she said and moved before him out of the room End of chapter three